Dear Shame, you're a liar and a jerk. We've spent so long listening to your lies that we forgot what our own voice sounds like. We forgot who we were before shame told us we weren't enough. We've carried the lies that never belonged to us, and now we're ready to call you by your name. We're here to reclaim the parts of ourselves that you made camp in. My name is Emily Stearman, and this is Speaking to Shame. incredible human being. I'm so grateful and honored that you're spending your time here with me on Speaking to Shame. I'm your host, Emily Stearman, and on today's episode, we are talking about a huge reason that I'm even here creating content, talking about shame, a huge reason that I even started on my journey of healing and shame resilience, and that is existing in a bigger body. This is actually my third recording of this episode, because I have literally two other full episodes recorded. Who knows which one I'm going to post. <laughs> we'll see. But I keep fighting with the words because I don't know how deep to go, you guys. Like, I have walked with a lot of joy and hope and light in my life, but I've also walked with a lot of despair and hopelessness and darkness. A lot of shame. And I guess I'm going to go there because this is... The whole reason I'm here is to speak to that shame that keeps us so captive that we don't belong to and that we don't at all need to give any more time to. I have felt so much shame around my weight. I dare say it's one of the most shame-filled experiences for me of my entire existence. I've always been chubby. I've always been tall and chubby and gangly and like just big. I've always taken up a lot of space. I've always been really loud. I've always had a lot of ideas. Like that's just who I am. It was so difficult for me though, up until literally three years ago to not hate my body. And now since learning about body neutrality, body positivity, body acceptance, I feel so differently about my body. But I know that three years is such a short amount of time. I'm 27 years old. That was so many years, over two decades of feeling like I was an absolute monster of a human being because I didn't look like the people I saw in magazines and on TV shows and the people that I sat next to in class. That was a long time to hate my body. And if you're listening to this and like, oh, I don't hate my body. Oh, I'm so happy that you don't hate your body. I don't wish that on you at all. But if you're listening to this and you feel what I'm saying in your gut, in your soul, in your kidneys, in your back, if you're crying already, I hear you. I'm sitting with you. It is so lonely to hate the very vessel that helps you live. It's so lonely to feel like nothing looks good on you and to punish yourself constantly about food. It's so lonely to be in a place where you just have given up and it doesn't matter to you anymore about what you eat or what you do with your body or how you live because you just feel like you're never going to exist in a place that accepts you as you are and as your shape. And that's actually not our fault at all because we live in a world that is so fat phobic. We live in a world that is obsessed with making our bodies smaller and more muscular and more angular and more smooth and more perfect. Like, I don't know a single person who comes to the world looking good by society's definition. Like babies are ugly as crap. They're hairy and pudgy and rolly and they don't have good proportions and their heads are huge and they don't have very good muscle tone at all. But look at us. Look how far we come. Look at how much we grow. 
I wonder so often what we would feel about our bodies if we didn't have society and the media just like screaming at us all the time and diet culture just creating such an impossible expectation to live up to. So it's not your fault that you have been told that you are not good enough, that you take up too much space, that you are too big. It's not your fault that you don't see other people who look like you in the magazines and on the shows. I will say I noticed in the last year especially there's been a lot more body representation and I'm honored and humbly grateful to see this happening in my lifetime and hopeful that my children will have even more experiences with differently shaped bodies than I did. But it's still not okay and it doesn't excuse how hurt you have been by society and by diet culture. I want to speak for just a minute to the girl or the boy or the person who felt so unlovable because of their body. This is like the darkest part of my body shame for me. I have vivid memories of being in school and asking boys to dance and getting told no because I was fat. That literally happened to me. Like I know sometimes when we don't experience things, we can minimize them because of the like, ugh, the uckiness of them. Like we, oh, that didn't actually happen. Like that's just an exaggeration. No, it actually happened. And Far worse things have happened to people because of their existence. I I recognize that. It was so devastating, though, to be told as a junior high-aged, high school-aged girl that I was too fat and boys would laugh at me. And I have vivid memories of people calling me a cow and, like, walking down the hallway in high school and people mooing after me. Uh, One of my class lessons, the teacher asked us, what's the biggest thing you've ever seen? And my classmate rose his hand and said, Emily, and started laughing. Like, that was just devastating. Like, that bullying is happening right now in schools today. I know it is because I see my plus-sized community members and my plus-sized family members. And I read comments on the internet of little boys and little girls. And really, like, little. Like, I'm still little. I'm only 27. Like... I'm still a little kid in a lot of ways. Uh, Little, little kids just so devastated by their peers' comments about their weight. And for me, that directly translated into my belief of deserving love. I totally, absolutely was the girl who took scraps. I was just scrambling for attention. And if you knew me in junior high and high school, like maybe you didn't think that. I've had a couple conversations with friends in the recent months about just like memory lane. You know, I've been graduated from high school for almost 10 years and this weird wave of nostalgia has crept over me. I don't know. It's like probably scientifically observable. We don't have to talk about it though. But I've talked with my friends and asked them what their experience has been now that we're older and have careers and lives and kids. And one specific conversation came up that really floored me and my friend the gist of it was my friend said you know I just you're sharing these things on Instagram and I just never knew that about you like you came across as so confident but I just didn't know so like sorry (laughs) I was like well thanks for the apology like it wasn't ever your fault it wasn't just one person's fault but that's really truly how I felt 
I shopped at Kmart in the Jaclyn Hill section because I couldn't fit in like the Nicki Minaj collection. Like I didn't fit in the clothes of girls my age. When I would go to the junior section, like size 12 to 18, I didn't fit in size 12 to 18 in high school even. Like I, all through high school, I was size 16 to 18 consistently. And honestly, sometimes even bigger depending on the store. Like I did not feel like a teenage girl ever. It changed my identity. It impacted my development. It changed how I felt about myself. It changed the way that I had relationships with other people. It really truly impacted me. And I I keep wondering why I'm coming back to this. Like in every episode version of this episode that I've recorded, I come back to this place where I say like it's devastating but I didn't give details in the other two episodes and I'm sitting in my therapist's office today talking about my life and she goes wait a second hold on tell me how you feel about that like you're telling me all the words and eloquently explaining it but tell me how you feel about that well this is how I feel about being fat I feel a lot of shame around it I feel like for a lot of years of my life I felt so ugly And so opposite of beauty, like not even ugly, but like, I don't even know what I am because I'm not beautiful. I'm not even cute or pretty. Like I just am. I just exist. I felt like walking into a classroom and out of a classroom when other people were sat down was a nightmare for me because I would sit into the desk and kind of have to wiggle my hips and I, it just felt like every single person in that classroom was looking directly at me, squishing myself into that desk. I felt like such an awkward, huge person in every social interaction that I had. I hated riding the bus and being in public places where sitting or movement and sharing spaces with other people was required because I just felt like nobody could ever sit by me because I was so huge. I didn't feel like any boy that I liked would actually ever like me back because I was usually taller than him or at least as tall as him. And at least weighed as much as he did. Sometimes I outweighed him. Oftentimes I outweighed him. And I didn't feel like I could be any version of a woman in a relationship or a young woman in a relationship as the person that I was in the body that I existed in. Now, do I know now that I am much more than a body? Yes. Do I know now that body neutrality, this this idea of where you don't hate your body and you don't make it the focus of you because we are so much more than a body. Our body is a tool. It's uh, an opportunity to grow. It serves us. We can serve it. It's something to be grateful for. Do I know about that now? Yes. Do I know that never, ever would my body exclude me from love, connection, belonging? Yes, I know that now because I won't accept any less. I will not accept being in places or circles that tell me I am worthy of less because of my body size and shape. I know that now, my friend, but I didn't know it for so long. I say all of this because I have read your comments. I have read your direct messages. I have run into you in the grocery store, in the parking lot. I see you in the hallways and I talked with you and your daughter and I know that this, regardless of where you live, where you're from, how old you are, what you've lived through, shame sticks to you. Whatever you feel shame about sticks to you and carries with you through your whole life. It like lives in your ribs and it just like hangs out without paying rent and without being very nice even. they're not. It's not even a good house guest. It just lives with you and it creates this narrative in your head that you're not 
enough, that you're not good enough, that you're bad, that you're wrong and that you're unworthy. For me, a huge part of that narrative had directly to do with my body size, with my shape and my weight. So that's why we're having this discussion now because I know, I know that I have listeners who feel this way. I know that there are people out there right now battling this horrible, personal, devastating fight of, am I enough? Will I ever be pretty enough? Am I worthy of love? Will I ever feel better about my body than I do now? Will I ever feel like I am beautiful? Will I ever get past this idea that I am excluded from so much because of my body shape? If I could have anything for you, for those of you who are in that place, who I've been in that place with you, we've stood shoulder to shoulder and wept over this hardship and this truly devastating experience, if I could have anything for you, it would to first be, let's try not hating your body tomorrow. Let's wake up tomorrow and just your goal being, I don't hate my body today. And anytime you think, um, I'm so fat or, oh, these pants, my belly's so fat, or you want to shrink into yourself when you're in public or with other people because you just feel so huge and ugly, I want you to just push those thoughts away. You don't have to replace them yet. I just want you to push those thoughts away. And I want you to say, I'm not hating my body today. Nope, that thought, that was intrusive and wrong. I'm not hating my body today. And if you hear somebody near you say something along the lines of body hate, I want you to say, oh, we don't hate our bodies today. Today, oh, it's Tuesday. We're not hating our bodies today. Oh, Sunday is my no body hate day. Sorry, wrong day. I want you to start with that. If I could have anything for you, it would be to start in that place where you don't have to fight your own self for this truth that you are worthy, that you are more than a body, that your body is a good body, that you deserve to feel confident whatever size or shape you are. I would have you start there though. Before we get into the heavy lifting work of rewriting narratives and taking on diet culture and treating our body with gratitude. Before we do those things, let's start with not hating our bodies today. If you are interested in this idea, this narrative of stopping the intrusive thoughts first and working our way through it that way, I have a free guide on Instagram. You can find it in my bio by following the link. It's my living in light guide and it's really how I took myself from feeling horrible, awful, terrible, lonely, isolated, desperate for connection, lost to myself into a place of healing. I highly recommend therapy to anyone and everyone. This is not therapy. It's not a replacement of therapy. This is education. This is connection. This is community. But I could not afford therapy. I was so broke. I couldn't afford it. And so I had to start at home. I had to start with my thoughts. I had to start with the way that I treated myself. And while the beginning of that was for postpartum depression, very quickly into that process, I found so much body hate. I also want to speak to the phenomenon, the experience of the changes that our bodies take and make as we age. For me specifically, after I had children, the shape of my body changed so much and dressing myself like wearing clothes that I felt comfortable in and confident in and I could nurse a baby in even like let's not even talking about the functionality of it like that's a whole other topic for a whole other day and it's needed and necessary 
but I couldn't find clothes that I felt confident in. I didn't feel comfortable in anything, but then not wearing clothes, like just hanging out in my underwear, all I could see were my new really purple red stretch marks. And all I could focus on was just how big I was. I was the biggest I'd ever been in my life. And I was just like the peak of my self-loathing was in my postpartum body. I know a lot of individuals experience this grief of their pre-baby body or their pre-college body or their pre-accident trauma, not as active as they once were body. And that's a real thing as well. That's a grieving period. It's a genuine part of ourselves. We feel connected to our bodies for a reason. Our identity is largely based and rooted in how we perceive our bodies, how we perceive our shape and size in the world, how we perceive our fit in the world. So when that changes, it's devastating because it's not only what society and diet culture tell us is like the worst thing ever is to be fat. Wrong. They're wrong. It's worse to be a murderer. It's also worse to be somebody who double parks. Okay. But to have this already difficult experience of I'm so fat and it's the worst thing I could ever be because diet culture sucks on top of I used to be this way and grieving and pining for that body that shape that size that person almost that you once were it's a visceral experience so let's start with not hating our bodies today I see you I make space for you you deserve to take up the space that you do I am so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that we get to learn from you and enjoy you as a human being. I promise you've given enough time to shame. It's time to learn real tools and strategies to combat its lies. It's time to decipher what's shame speaking and what's our heart and our truth speaking. It's time to listen to each other to make space for healing. It's time to speak to shame.